Living Corporate is brought to you by the Liberated Love Notes Podcast, part of the Living Corporate Network. The Liberated Love Notes Podcast is a starting point for integrating self and community affirmations into your daily practices. The Liberated Love Notes Podcast center the experience of black folks existing in white systems and speaks to overcoming imposter syndrome, disrupting injected and internalized forms of oppression, embodying an abundance mindset, and building a healthy racial identity. Check out Liberated Love Notes Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, hosted by Brittany Janae Harris. Hey, everybody, this is See It to Be It, the Wednesday podcast from Living Corporate. Living Corporate is a digital media network that centers and amplifies black and brown people at work. My name is Amy C. Wanninger, and I'm the host of See It to Be It. When I was growing up in rural southern Indiana, I didn't know people who went to college or who worked in professional roles. I didn't know what those jobs looked like or how to break into them. Honestly, I didn't even know they existed. But this show isn't about me, it's about my guests. Every week, I bring you career stories from everyday role models in jobs you may not know exist. More importantly, the folks I interview share their perspectives as black and brown professionals in jobs and environments where they may be the only. My guest today is Kelly Charles Collins, and I don't know how to explain Kelly other than she used to be a lawyer and now she's a professional badass. Um, we'll have a lot more on that in a minute, but first let's uh, check in with Tristan. I'm sorry. Let me try that again, Aaron. But before we get there, we're going to tap in with Tristan for some career advice. What's going on, Living Corporate? It's Tristan, and I want to thank you for tapping back in with me as I provide some tips and advice for professionals. Today, let's talk about landing a job in another city. The job search process is already a challenge, but trying to land a position in a city you don't currently live in adds another layer of difficulty. Let's talk about a couple of tips to help you land that position both domestically and abroad. First, state that you're planning to move or interested in moving to the location. All too often, I work with candidates who are trying to hide the fact that they don't live in the city. Instead, lean in and use space on your resume to let them know the date you're planning on moving or that you're willing to relocate. The prime real estate would be either in your summary or next to your address. Just do not try to wait until you land an interview because it may never come since many recruiters reject out-of-state resumes that don't state they are willing to relocate. Also, make sure to mention your relocation date in any interviews you land to show that you're serious and dedicated to moving. Next, connect with people who work in that location and at the company or companies you're interested in to conduct informational interviews. You have to build a new network in the city to get the inside scoop on everything. First, try having friends or colleagues introduce you to people who are even remotely close to your area of interest or work that you want to do. Next, you can reach out directly to people that work at the companies you want to work at via LinkedIn or email. While the response rate will be lower, great results come from new connections willing to help. Lastly, I always suggest that you set time aside to actually travel to the location and set up in-person meetings. While I know it can be expensive, you have to show your dedication and treat it as an investment into what you want. When you have dates, you can reach out to the people you connected with and let them know when you'll be there and ask to meet up. 
This action helps show that you're serious and solidifies the relationship. Remember, this isn't going to happen overnight, but if you show you're committed and you're diligent in your relationship building, you can get to where you're trying to go. This tip was brought to you by Tristan of Layfield Resume Consulting. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Layfield Resume, or connect with me, Tristan Layfield, on LinkedIn. Living Corporate is brought to you by The Leadership Range, a podcast within the Living Corporate Network. Hosted by globally certified and Fortune 500 executive coach and leadership development expert Neil Edwards, The Leadership Range is focused on having real, raw, soulful, and accountable conversations about inclusive leadership, allyship, professional development. Every week is a new episode with new learning and new actions to take on to grow inclusively. Make sure you check out The Leadership Range everywhere you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to See It To Be It. My guest today is Kelly Charles Collins. Before I even get to her bio, if that name sounds familiar, it's because she's been on the show before, but she has completely reinvented her career. So let me read the new, new, new hotness bio that she's got for me. Kelly is the CEO of Ladies Who Leverage, an amazing global women's community that empowers women to leverage their expertise, resources, and relationships to build their businesses, brands, and badassery. After being fired from her job as an attorney in 2019, which to her felt like she was given her freedom papers, she had two choices. She could retreat to the safety of her legal career or to leap unapologetically as fuck into her true purpose. Retreat, not an option for Kelly. She chose to leverage her profession to pursue her true purpose. As an award-winning TEDx speaker, author, mentor, and host of the Ladies Who Leverage podcast, Kelly is on a mission to create safe spaces for women to create influence and impact, unleash their badassery, and live life unapologetically AF. Kelly, I want to welcome you back to the show. Thank you, Amy. I'm so glad to be back with you. This is awesome. And it's like, oh, yeah, she was. Now she is. But, you know, that's how it goes. Well, so let me back up, though, and say Kelly has always been amazing. And now she's aiming that amazing in a particular direction. Yeah. That serves Kelly and all the people in her orbit and not some employer somewhere. Is that fair? Yeah, that's absolutely fair. You know, it's so interesting because so the last time that we had this conversation, I was practicing law, which I did for 24 years. I'm still a lawyer. I retired at the end of 2019 after being fired in October of 2019. And, you know, when I met with you last, I think I was on this journey already of really understanding that I was meant for more and that the space that I was in, I would not be able to do the things that I wanted to do, to say the things that I wanted to say, and really to create the impact that I know that I could create in the world. Um, And so I had started, you know, planning my exit (laughs) um, out of the practice of law, but also realizing that as I was planning my exit, so were they, (laughs) right? And so it's kind of, to me, it was kind of like a cat and mouse game. but I was very keenly aware that um, my practice was going to come to an end and it was either going to be on their time or mine. 
And, you know, I was hoping that it would have been on my time, which I had planned for some time um, in the summer of last year. And they had planned <laughs> that it would be October 22nd of 2019. And um, it's funny because that day I went to work and I write about this, that that day I went to work and there was just something that spoke to me and the words that came to me were my freedom papers. And I just knew that that day was my last day. I don't know why, I don't know. It just came over me and I was peaceful. And so when they told me um, that day, I was like, okay, it's all good, right? And I, yeah. you know, Donna, you, um, Donna St. Louis was my coach. I left um, after they told me, I got in my car, I went to Party City because I'd been planning my mom's 80th birthday. And I called Donna and I said, yeah. So they fired me and she was like, Oh my God, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm at Party City. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you don't know Donna, is exactly what she would want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing at Party City? I was like, uh, my mother's 80th birthday party is this weekend and I have to plan it. I was like, I'm not going to let that ruin my life because for me, I was losing a job. I didn't lose my soul. I didn't lose my life. And, you know, I lost a job. Okay what are we going to do next? Right. But in the midst of that, I had something else that was way more important to me, which was celebrating my mom's 80th birthday. So, you know, you, you just, you move forward. Yeah. So you were, you were talking about writing and I know you've got a new book coming out, but before we get to that, I want to talk about ladies who leverage and this, this movement that you're building, because, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of in the orbit, right? I, I kind of see some of the moves you're making, but you know, I'm, I'm off building my stuff. So I'm like, like I check in every once in a while and see how things are going and how people are doing. Um, but I'm not like in it, in it. And a lot of the people that are listening probably don't know anything about it. So can you kind of explain what it is, but also what it's going to be? Yeah. Because yeah. there's a, there's a, a vision here that is bigger, I think, than most of us can wrap our heads around. Yeah. So, well, let me go back for a second. So as a lawyer, as a female lawyer, a black female lawyer, um, you know, being in a white male dominated profession, and it's funny, I was talking to somebody about this um, recently that, you know, it's a special type of help being in, in that profession sometimes. And one of the things that I kept hearing from the women was we need a sister circle. We need a sister circle. And so I had created this whole idea around something called Sisters-in-Law Retreat. And the, the goal was to get female lawyers together, not to talk about law, right? To really see what there was out in the world. Because even though I practiced for 24 years, I taught, I owned my own business. I you know, was my son's um, momager for his hip hop group. I just did a lot of different things as a certified mediator. I'm an arbitrator. I just knew that there were so many other things that I could do. And that's what I wanted to really expose them to. And also just think about how do you really nurture your mind, your body, and your soul? Because for me, I think, you know, in practicing law, we went through a lot of bias and bullshit. And yes, there was badassery all in that. And so I put the whole thing together. And I was speaking at a couple of events that were for lawyers and I put it out there. I even reached out to a few lawyers and I got all this pushback from the women. And I was like, whoa, what is that about? 
And it really threw me because I thought for sure they would get it. They had been asking for this. They would get it. But they really pushed back on it. They couldn't see the vision. And so I was like, man, what am I going to do? Because I just had this thing like there had to be this thing. And so, you know, it threw me for a little bit and I was like, no, I can't give up. I got to figure out what is there? Like, what is it? Why do I want to do this in the first place? What was the behind all of this? And it was really about empowering women. And it was, it was about pushing women to get to the point where they just ask for what they want and what they need. Cause that's what men do. Right. And I, loathe, I won't say the word hate, but that's really what it is, but I loathe traditional networking and I don't like small talk. And I didn't like all the, the basic, the, what I call the rules, right. That you had to, you had to like talk about the dog and the cat and the kids and the vacation and everything for six months before I could even say to you, Amy, Hey girl, this is what I'm working on. Do you think you can support me? Here's how I can support you. Right. And so I created Ladies Who Leverage. Um, out of that came the thought that, listen, I'll just create a community where all women can come in. I don't care what you do for a living. You can come in this space, in a safe space, and ask for what you want and what you need. And so that was the original vision of it, right? And so I started it as a Facebook group, not really thinking you know, too much. There's a, a free component. There's a paid component. I knew I wanted to have what we call summits where the women would really get together and focus in a deep dive um, and really be able to hone in and, and build those relationships as we were asking for the things that we wanted and needed. And then over the past, so we started that in March in the midst of the pandemic. And so over the past year and several months, what I have seen created out of this community is way beyond Amy, like anything that I had imagined in the beginning. To watch the women soar, to watch them write books, to you know be celebrating having six-figure months. I mean, I just celebrated my own first six-figure month, right? To to hire each other, to um, create new lines of business, to leave their job. I mean, just just everything, right? And do that without fear, do it, and not, and not necessarily without fear, but to know that they have a community of women who will support them, will hold them up, will hold them accountable. Um, and so right now, the vision is so much bigger. The vision is, and the name has kind of changed because the vision is that we are the ladies who leverage global network, because I see this as a space for women who are entrepreneurs, side hustlers, corporate professionals, to be the network where people look and say, I need a speaker, I need a coach, I need a, a business partner, I need whatever. And they go to Ladies Who Leverage because they know that there's a certain caliber of woman who is in Ladies Who Leverage, right? Who is about her shit, right? And who knows her stuff and they don't have to worry about the caliber of that person. And so, you know, Donna, who is my coach, says to me, it, you are the BNI of, right? Th this is like BNI without saying that you have to do referrals, but in the nature of what we do, because we've built this community that happens, right? Yeah. And I want to take a moment because some people may not be familiar with BNI. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, 
I just joined BNI and I did it for all the, I did it for not the reason that everybody else joins BNI, yeah. but BNI is, is a network. It's like, it's a franchise. People own a franchise and there are a whole bunch of chapters within that franchise. There are probably 50 of these things in your city. And each chapter has like a realtor and a finance guy and an insurance guy and a dentist and, you know, somebody who does, you know, window blinds and whatever, right? It's one of each and you get in and then it's your job. Basically people compete to give each other the most referrals. And so, and I love it because it's all, it's not about selling you. um, It's about helping other people, which I am all about. But the reason I joined was because of what you said in the beginning, where do you go to ask for help? How do you get good at asking for help? Yeah. And I knew if I had to show up every week with a 50 second spotlight on me on what do you need this week? And then I had to meet with people one-on-one and answer that question in long form. I'd get really good at it. And I suck at asking for help. See, if you come to the summits, Amy, I know what we do twice a month. (laughs) That's the question I ask you. What do you need I love help it. with? How do you need support? And that's the thing. So I didn't want, um, when I say it's like the BNI, meaning that it's like a global network, right? Right. I didn't want it. I don't want it to be a space where people think that they're forced to make the referrals, but just by the nature of being in there, that's what has happened organically. Right. And we call it, you know, we call it collab sourcing, which we just got our trademark for that. Yay. And the whole point about collab sourcing is leveraging your expertise, your resources, and your relationships to build your business, your brand, and your badassery. So when you're doing that, you're also leveraging other people's networks and resources and expertise. And that's what I want that space to be because I see the power in that. There's power in association. The proximity is power, all of those things. And that's where ladies who leverage is going. So if you're about like creating influence or leveraging your influence to create an impact and you want to make money, then that's where that's what we're all about, right? Creating the community and the safe space for you to be able to do that. Yeah. And so I'm curious, how do you help people learn to ask for help? Because especially women, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna just extrapolate that out to and other people who have been historically excluded. Yeah we are kind of conditioned to always be there to help others, not to ask for self or, you know, for other people for help, right? We're supposed to go figure it out. Yeah. And so how are you finding, how are you getting these women over that hurdle? Yeah. It's, that's it's huge. A, yeah. It's huge. a huge thing because even for me, right. Um, I don't like to ask for help, but what I have really focused on Amy is ensuring that ladies who leverage is a safe space. There's no drama in there. I don't deal with drama. And that when people ask, there is a response. There is a response from somebody. Because what happens is if you tell people, oh, ask for help, and then nobody ever helps, right? Or people keep asking and nobody helps, then all of a sudden they're like, well, this doesn't work. But what you see in ladies who leverage is that if you ask, somebody's going to reach out to you. And I'm, I try to make sure I spend a lot of time in the community and I try to make sure that I'm always on top of it. And if there's somebody who asks a question, I may know, well, this is the person who can answer it. So I will tag them. Right. And then that person, because the thing, the thing too about Facebook is that even though I'm the, the administrator of the group, Though I post things doesn't mean that everybody sees it. Same thing, like if you post, maybe not everyone sees it. So I try to make sure that I at least tag people 
but I think it's creating, it's, it's showing that it works, right? So when we're in the summits, right, which is the, the paid part of um, Ladies Who Leverage as an investor, when you go to the summit, what the ladies realize is that when you ask a question, whoever's sitting in that room is going to help you. They're going to provide an answer for you, or we're going to find the answer for you, or find the person who has the answer for you. And whatever you're doing, we're going to support you. And if you tell us you're going to do something, we're going to hold you accountable, right? And so I've created this space where I say, ask, and you'll get answers. And so people realize, oh, she's serious, that she meant ask, and there'll be an answer. And because I think because from the very beginning, it has been that, that people come in and they're like, and this is what women say to me, oh, this is different. Like this community is different than anything that I'm in. And that was my goal to make it different. Yeah. And I think that ask answer accountability model is so powerful, um, especially for people who really do like we, you know, everybody in there wants to put the work in. Mm-hmm. right? They're not there because they want, want a freebie, right? They're there because they really want to put the work in and they're not afraid to do it. Yeah. Um, but you know, we, a lot of us have shiny object syndrome, right? It's like, oh, and I'm going to just share right before we recorded, mm-hmm. I was congratulating Kelly on saying she posted, I'm going to start promoting my book by this date, hold me accountable, which is why she's on the show. I said, great, you've got a book coming out, come back on the show. And she got it booked on the date that she said she was going to start promoting. So she did what, you know, she's like showing up in the way that she's telling other people to show up, but you know, it does work. And it's, you know, a lot of times you'll have this sort of like, if everybody's responsible, nobody is. And so somebody will put a call out, right. And then it's like crickets on the other end of the line, but that doesn't happen in your group. Somebody puts a call out and like 10 people jump on it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's, you know, it's training people to, to be that way, right. To be responsive. And when they see people doing it, then, and they see that you're engaging. And so the group is very much about giving and receiving. So I put out a post the other day um, because people are always asking me about the group. And sometimes it's hard to communicate because, you know, a lot of things are like numbers and it's, sometimes it's hard to communicate the value around the community. So I asked, you know, the women, like, you know, what have you achieved? What have you given? What have you received? Um, you know, and it was around, they've received coaching and mentoring and, you know, they've given advice and they've met each other right for the first time and they've hired each other and they've written books and they've done things that they, you know, had never, um, you know, had been trying to do, but didn't do. And so it's just, it's about creating this, um, this environment in order for, and it's like that, you know, it's like anything, um, Amy, because you, you and I both train on bias, right? And unconscious bias and diversity and inclusion. It's the same thing about what is the, what is the culture? What is the environment that you create? Because people will show up, right? As the thing that you create. Or they will opt out. Right. If it's not for them. That's right. And that's fine too. Right. So, you know, we've had people who've left the community and that's fine. Um, Not everything is for everybody, but I have a very clear vision of what this is. And my goal is to empower women and to move us all in the same direction. Right now, it doesn't mean that we're all at the same level. It just means we're all in the same direction about creating exposed, creating impact and creating influence in the world. Because when we do that, that's how we make money. And, you know, whatever, I don't care what anybody says, you work to get money, you have a business to get money. 
So that's, you know, that's the end goal, but we have to think of what are the ways that we can do that. And, and one of the ways that you do that is to leverage the influence that you create to create an impact. And then that will create the money. And the way that you leverage influence and create influence is to have this, this for me, I think, is to have this, this network of women who are just unbelievable. I mean, the, the, you're in there, the, the level of women who are in this community is, is just unreal. And they're global. It's global. We have people from countries all over the world. So, and it is, I mean, you are talking about people who just the access to the brilliance in this network, you know, and, and I'm going to tell on myself, like, I have not contributed at the level that I would like, right. I'm, I'm an investor and I kind of pop in and look around and then I pop back out again. Um, but every time I pop in, I'm like, these people are geniuses, like brilliant, brilliant, brilliant business people. Right. And they're just like hanging out and, and helping people. And it's, yep. just, uh, it's just amazing. The yeah. generosity of, of time and of spirit and of knowledge yeah. that's There's happening no in this scarcity. Community. We are so not, you know, our motto is we don't compete. We collab source, right? Because there's, there is enough for everybody. You and I do this, do the same type of training. You and I train differently. We train different people. And so there's no, so unlike we were talking about BNI that has one of everything, I don't care how many of us are in there, right? It doesn't matter because we are all uniquely suited for the people who are going to hire us. That's right. The people right? who were going to hire you to do it weren't going to hire me anyway. Right. And, and same and vice versa, right? And I, and we also operate at different levels, right? So there's, there are women who in the group are just starting out as business owners. There are women who, you know, are in the what I call the growth stage. So there's the build stage, what's in the growth stage. And there are women who are in scale. And then there are women who are like, do I want to stay at my corporate job or do I want to become an entrepreneur? And there's room for all of us in the community. It's interesting because over the past, the reason that Donna is pushing me around, have pushed me towards thinking about it more like BNI is because we had all those different women in there. And there's room for all of us, but the way that I was thinking about it originally was really focused more on entrepreneurs. And it doesn't have to be that way because what I what I envision encompasses all of us, right? Yeah. And so that's the great thing because you have people who have been in the C-suite. You have people who are currently in the C-suite. You have people who are making, you know, seven figures. Donna, you know, had a built and sold a $250 million company, right? So you have, you have, I, I, I don't even know how to explain the brilliance that's in there. My coaches are, are all, except for like one of my coaches, they're all in there. So, you know, and people give the information freely. I sit and talk to people. I strategize with people all the time because I just think it's important. And I think that um, together we'll go further, right? Absolutely. And I want to, I want to just pick up on one of the things you said about having the, having people in there from corporate spaces, when you have people who are, and this is something about BNI that it, I love BNI, but mm -hmm. something that frustrates me is it's a lot of, a, a lot of B2C entrepreneurs. And so the B2B entrepreneurs don't get a lot of love because they're not working in corporate spaces. Right. And so it's having people in there who have those corporate connections 
who know how to get you in front of the chief financial officer or the chief people officer or you know the the marketing director whoever it is right there's real value in having you know holding dedicated space for people who have those corporate jobs yeah yeah just for the corporate people right and so many of us have been in there in corporate jobs right and so even that part of it helps too yeah and it's not i liked what you said about you know we're all headed in the same direction but we're not on the same path and we're not in the same place yeah and that's really important because some people will keep their corporate jobs and become you know if they're not already executives in those corporate roles but there's still there's still plenty of room yeah. To learn right. and grow and share in this community. Yeah. The network is the network, right? And I, and it's funny because I had to get my head around that. Like I had gotten into a space where I was like unclear, like I could see the vision, but I was getting very muddy about what it looked like. But now I get it. It's like the network is the network. The whole goal is to have all of these badass women in one place, right? And one space who are just taking over um, the world. Like right now I have on my t-shirt and it says ladies who leverage, it's a movement because that's what it is to me. It is a total movement about getting women to live life unapologetically AF. Because when we do that, then we can accomplish anything. Absolutely. And I will add to that, when women do better, everybody does better. Better. Yes. Everybody, because women don't leave other people behind. Although white women do that a lot, but I'm working on them. So sorry okay. about that. You're not, you're not totally responsible. <laughs> I know, but I'm responsible. <laughs> I'm this much responsible and I'm working on it. Um, but it's interesting that you say that, Amy, because it's one of the reasons too that I, that Ladies Who Leverage is open to all women, right? And is a diverse group of women um, because I think it's important for us to show the world that we can all coexist and work together and really support each other. Yes, you know, I know I'm not I'm not naive to think that, you know, I know what happens in the world. But I want to show that when 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 women women can work together, we have to stop that narrative around women not being um, able to support each other and to push each other and to hold each other accountable and to truly be sisters, especially in business, right? Um, And so I think that that's that's an important part of this too in showing that we can move together. And like, you know, everybody's on their journey wherever they are on their journey. I'm good with you wherever you are on your journey, except if you're sitting at the bus stop and you just decide you're not going anywhere. Like that part of the journey, I'm not on with you. And then ladies who leverage, we're not about that. Like you need to be able, you need to come in and take action and engage and to give and to receive, right? Um, But you have to be on some forward trajectory, wherever wherever it is that you decide that you wanna go because success is different for everyone right? Um, But as long as you're in that forward path. um, Yeah. And I think the counter narrative is really important, right? Because so many, and and I'm going to, I'm going to speak for just a moment as my, my experience as a white woman is my whole life, women were competition for me. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I expanded my network and became friends with more black and brown women that I saw something different. I saw a sisterhood. I saw people lifting each other up instead of kind of throwing elbows and trying to, you know, get to the, we do front it of the too. pack. Don't get it twisted. We do it too. And I know. And, but no, but I mean, it's really important. I think for people who 
who didn't grow up with that kind of a mentality about working with other women to see those counterexamples and be in, in a culture, you know, submerged in this, this group culture, that's not about that. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, well, this is a lot better. Yeah. Right. But it takes a while to kind of unlearn some of that stuff. Yeah. And, and also the other thing about ladies who leverage, so, you know, it is about um, business, but you know, there are times when we're in our summits and it's just like, people are just exhausted. They're tired. They're whatever it is. Right. So it is about the human component of that too. And, you know, we have lots of conversations around issues that we women just generally don't speak about. Right. So, you know, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're on clubhouse in the mornings and we do a room called let's walk, talk and collab source. And the whole point is just to have conversations around any issue that <laughs> comes to my mind when I get up in the morning. Right. But we end up having some really deep conversations where, you know, women are just like, thank you. You must have read my mind or I was thinking about that. I thought I was the only one. Right. So it's also that space. Right. It's also that space to be able to just explore your feelings and what's going on in your world. And, you know, not just about business, but but I lead with that because I want women to get in the habit of understanding that you are a CEO of your business. You are the CEO of your career and you get to ask for things. You do. Men do it, yeah. do it. And, and you're a human and that's yeah. part of the experience too, right? Yeah. So Kelly, I want to switch gears just a little bit and talk about your book. Okay. Unapologetic AF. 34 yeah. ways to unleash your inner badass. Yeah. So did the book come out of your experience with ladies who leverage or was the book kind of a, a it, was it parallel or was it a spinoff? So, <laughs> so this book is something else. So this book is like the third iteration of the book that I was supposed to be writing. So I started writing a book last year, wrote the whole book, editor, then sent it to my sister and she was like, no this is not the book. So my sister coaches me too. And she was like, yeah, no, you can't, this is not the book. And then I started thinking about, okay, I need to write this other book. And I was trying to figure out what, what I put out into the world that has to do with the women and empowering them. And I kept thinking about this book and it was driving me nuts. And I was like, hmm. one day I was just sitting here and I was like, Kelly, you have Kellyisms, as I call them. It's the things that I say to the women all the time, or I'd say to anybody, right, about life all the time. And I was like, write that book, right? Mm -hmm. Because the women in the community, what I realized is that they start saying those things. Like I will hear them say it, right? And I said, so just write that book because I was thinking book, like, you know, chapter book, like it goes from here to here. And what, a, you know, what did I do as a lawyer and how am I like, no, it wasn't any of that. Like, that's not it. <laughs> it was just, what are the things that have taken me through, you know, going to college at 16, graduating college at 20 getting pregnant at 21, being a single mom, going on welfare, getting my car repossessed, becoming a lawyer, you know, losing one six-figure job, doing this, doing that, you know, losing another six-figure. What are the things, like what were those things about my life um, that got me and kept me going forward in spite of all of the things that were happening? 
And it was really my Kellyisms, right? These things that I just believe at my core. And so I decided that that's the book I would write. And they're just blurbs, right? They're maybe 200 words for each Kellyism, which is just my thoughts around how I have basically functioned in life and been successful. And no matter what has happened to just keep, keep going. And so, yeah, I just, I decided that that was the book. And I love it. So we're all going to be reading, you know, it, in it, the shortcut will be, okay, the book of Kelly, <laughs> chapter six, verse 12. Right. And it's, <laughs> and, it, and it's separated like that, like Kellyism one, right. And the whole point, so it, the book is separated actually into six sections, really to take you from mindset to unleashing your badassery. Right. And I separated it into the six sections and within the six sections, there's different Kellyisms that relate to that, right? Managing your mindset and you got this and, you know, buckle up and all that kind of stuff around the book. Um, and it's so that whatever you're feeling that day, if it is like, I need to negotiate like a boss, then you just turn to negotiate like a boss. You don't have to read the whole thing in one setting. And it also has note pages in there um, so that you can take notes, right? I ask questions, like after every Kellyism, I ask you a particular question or questions related to the Kellyism so that you can really start to think about it in your own way. How do you unleash your inner badass? How do you use these things in your own life to be successful? So it's me, but it's, it's not really about me. It is my journey to help you. And then it will as you go through it to really start to map out your own, your own journey. I think it's fantastic. I can't wait to read it. When will it be available? <laughs> Late July, early August. It's, it's right now scheduled for release July 27th. And I'm, I'm pushing for it to, to go out on that day. We're going to start pre-orders um, probably in the next week or so. Um, so look out for that. Okay, great. And if, if you get that before this goes live, give it to me so I can put it in the show notes. Yeah. Cause I would love to share that, that pre-order link with everyone. And well, the link is going to be the same. So okay. if, if people want to know right now, so if you want to get on the list to figure out when the book actually is coming out and when pre-orders, all you have to do is go to Kelly's book.club. So mm. right now it's, that's the link that will give you any updates around what I'm doing around the book. And then once we do pre-orders, it'll switch to that's where you'll do the pre-orders. Very good. I've written it down. (laughs) That is so easy. I love it. So excellent. All right. So kellysbook.club is where to find all the info about the book, Unapologetic AF and Unleashing Your Inner Badass, which I'm going to go out and say, we already have one. Yeah. (laughs) We just need to let her out. Right. Um, Where can people find out? That's why it's in there. Unleash her. Let her go. And where can we find out more about Ladies Who Leverage? Ladieswholeverage.com. Ladieswholeverage.com. And that will give you all the information about how to get in this amazing Facebook group and this community and how to get access to these amazing summits that I never get to go to because they're at night. But I'm going to make one. I'm going to someday on a vacation, I'm going to like slip away and be like, okay, (laughs) I have two hours to go be brilliant with people. Yeah. Kelly, I want to thank you, first of all, for coming back and being a part of a part of this community, a part of the living corporate community, (laughs) but also for being so welcoming of me in your community. Oh, absolutely. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I listen, I tell you, as long as you are willing to do the work and 
I, I love to empower women. So when I see women doing good things and just going after it, I will help you. I will help you. And, you know, I know both of us, you know, really embark full time on this unconscious bias, you know, DNI journey in the midst of the pandemic. And, you know, we've shared <laughs> conversations around like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And so I, I understand. And that, and again, that's another reason why I created it so that we have those, we can have those conversations and not be afraid that if I tell you like, I really don't know what to do, or like, I'm not making the money that I thought I was gonna, that nobody feels judged by that or feel that they cannot have those conversations and have to pretend to be somebody else. So I'm glad that you're there and hopefully you'll stay with us as we embark on this movement. Absolutely. And I hope to bring others into the fold. I've, yes. I've brought a lot of people into that Facebook yep. group, I got to tell you. And that's, you know, that's a great thing that you, and I know we got to go. That's a great thing about um, ladies who leverage, the women in ladies who leverage have done so much to bring other women in and they're tell, tell them like, you've got to be here. It's not like, oh, just join this. No, no, you must be in this community. And so that's awesome because then it's like-minded people. Right. Yes. And I had, I have a friend who I keep telling her, you need to get your Facebook account back so you can be part of this group. (laughs) I'm just like, I'm going to have to like wrangle her into this because as soon as she and I started talking about what she wanted to build, I'm like, this is where you need to be. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not on Facebook. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. This is where Facebook, you need to be. Yeah. And she's actually working with Precious Williams now. Oh, good. Who is part of the group. So maybe, yeah. maybe Precious will have more influence with her than I will. But, um, but anyway, so Kelly, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being in my life You're and welcome. being in the world doing amazing shit. I'm just so proud to know you. Thank you so much. I'm proud to know you too. Living Corporate is brought to you by The Break Room. Have you ever felt burnt out, depressed, or otherwise exhausted by being one of the onlys at work? You know what I'm talking about. Hosted by black psychologists, psychiatrists, and PhDs, The Break Room is a live weekly web show in the Living Corporate Network that discusses mental health, wellness, and healing for black folks at work. Name another weekly show explicitly focused on mental health, wellness, and healing for black folks at work. I'll wait. This is why you got to check out The Break Room airing every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on livingcorporate.tv. Okay, how much did you learn from Kelly? Because I learned a lot from her. Just in the conversation that we had um, (laughs) about what she's building and what she's doing and what kind of opportunities are out there. Um, What you didn't get to hear is in the pre and post where she was doing this micro coaching with me. I wasn't asking for it, right? I was just talking and she's like hold on I want to correct you on that I want to stop you on that I want to tell you this is what you're worth and this is what you need to be doing and here's how to you know here's how to say this or how to sell this and it's like she can't not help people and I don't know if you have a lot of people like that in your life um my guess is you could never have too many um and you can probably never have enough so get Kelly in your life is what I'm trying to say if you enjoyed this episode Don't forget to subscribe to Living Corporate. Share us with your friends and colleagues. And hey, you can really help us out by leaving a six-star review wherever you get your podcasts. If you're new here, you might be thinking, okay, there, Amy, there are only... Shoot, let me start that over, Erin. I'm sorry. So if you're new here, you may be thinking there are only five stars. 
give us all those stars, but then go the next step by leaving a couple of sentences in your own words, telling us what you liked about the show or the episode or the guest. Don't forget to visit living-corporate.com to learn more about our other podcasts, videos, web shows, and more. See It to Be It is brought to you in part by Lead at Any Level, a certified woman and LGBTQ-owned business dedicated to helping organizations turn their reclusive nerds into inclusive leaders. Lead at Any Level. Leaders can be anywhere and should be everywhere. Learn more at leadatanylevel.com. That's it for this week's episode of See It to Be It. This is Amy C. Wanninger, and I'll see you next week. Living Corporate is a podcast by Living Corporate LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown. Additional music production by Antoine Franklin for Musical Elevation. Post-production is handled by Jeremy Jackson. Got a topic suggestion? Email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and living-corporate.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.